Good morning. We are on the January ministry advancement call for the Northeast region. And I'm just excited this morning to talk about camps and all things camps and um, planning preparation, how E3 fits in being united. And of course, every, our theme for this year. Um, but DJ, would you open us up in prayer as we kick off? Absolutely. So Father, we just thank you for who you are and we thank you for the opportunity Lord, to do what we do, um, to be disciple makers, Father, and uh, we just pray as um, we delve into the 2022, Father, and this theme of every, that it would be all about you, um, Father, and that we would uh, make sure that our our goal is to bring souls uh, into right relationship with you, to lead people to you, to engage, equip, and empower. Uh, these coaches um, and these souls. So be with us as we meet this morning. Thank you for all my teammates, Father, um, and for bringing us into this new year. We love you and honor you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks so much. So as we kick off, um, you know, it's it's a new year. I hope you guys are excited. You know, I think for us in FCA, it's fun. We kind of get two new year opportunities, two starting points, fresh fresh moments to kind of think about the year. The first is obviously ministry planning heading into September 1, where we kick off our new ministry year. And then we kind of get this second new year, which is like our calendar new year. And we, um, one, personally, I think we can start with the new year mindset and, you know, think about what God has for us. We talked about our one word and, um, but we also get a point to like evaluate where we are. We're almost halfway through our ministry year. And it's like, where are we? And where are we doing? Where are we going? Where have we been? But then also it's camp preparation time. Like this is the time to start preparing and thinking about your camp ministry for the summer. And um, in the past, you know, we know that we've moved from this idea of running camps as a program to moving towards camp as a part of our E3 discipleship model, right? How, how are we using camp to engage, equip, and empower? And so um, we're going to talk about a little bit about that today. Um, with the theme and then how we're united as a team in, in our camp ministry and our overall ministry um, as the Northeast region. So first, um, who knows, does anybody know the camp theme verse? What is the camp theme verse for every? We all know every, but who knows it? Anybody? Anybody got it in front of you? Who's going to look it up the fastest? That's really the question. If you don't know it. Who knows what it is? Who's got the fast fingers? Where does our verse come out of? All right. This is sad, friends. We got to do our homework. Manny's got it. Manny's got it. Come on, man. No, who's got it? I'm going to read it if you don't got it, but I want someone to have it. Or I'm going to give you all homework. All right. I'm going to read it. So we, I would love for you all to know this inside and out, inside and out. Ephesians 1.3 is our camp theme verse for the year. Ephesians 1.3. All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms, because we are united with Christ, Ephesians 1.3. So that's where that idea of every comes from. Um, and of course, like we have our daily themes, which we'll talk about. Uh, thank you, Jesse, for throwing that in the chat, Ephesians 1.3. Um you know, so I look at this, there's two things that stand out to me, you know, in this passage, like every spiritual blessing, he's blessed us with every spiritual blessing. Like, what does that even mean? Thinking through that. 
um, in the heavenly, heavenly realms. But the, I love this last part of that verse because we are united with Christ. So this, these blessings, you know, that we have are, are because we are united with Christ in our relationship with him. We're going to talk about unity a little bit. Um, and for all the ladies coming off our, our retreat, uh, unity was a big theme, you know, that, that came out of that. And so, um, if you don't know the daily themes, um, I can throw these in the chat real quick. Um, but first, um, is everything, uh, you know, and every, for camp, for all of you to, if you haven't been to camp, there's four daily themes that four themes is a part of camp. And the first um, is everything in Christ. Okay. And you can go on. I'll show you where these are, uh, in team Matt in a little bit. Uh, second is everyone and it's everyone through Christ. Every way is the third, every way like Christ. And then every day, every day with Christ. So those are the four themes for camp this year. Um, but I'm going to put a pin in it right here and just ask, um, maybe by, you can use your little reactions if you have the ability to do that on the bottom of your zoom, or just by show of hands, how many people are planning a camp this year? Hands up. If you're planning on planning, directing, being a part of a camp this year. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. People raising their hands. I love it. Love it. That's so good. Um, now I'm going to ask another question that you probably haven't thought of. How many of you are planning to go to someone else's camp and serve with a teammate, help a teammate out? that you're not directing, but going to serve. Okay. I want those hands. I want to see all of our hands up for that one. And I'm going to challenge you a little bit that, um, you know, if you haven't built this into your plan, uh, your ministry plan, you know, really be thinking about, even if you don't have the capacity or don't have vision yet for what camp would be in your area, but where can you serve? We're all teammates and the best times at camp and, and anyone has an example, I'm going to ask you for an example in a minute, is serving with someone else in a camp that you're not leading. Um, the deepest relationships among this team have come from serving with teammates at a camp. So anybody have an example of favorite memories from camp because you served with another teammate, teammate relationships, um, camp memories that are not just about athletes and coaches, but about our team. Who's got one? Ooh, ooh, ooh. Can I go? Yes. I went up to this camp in Maine and one of our teammates that I will not name had a serious, like what could be classified as a tragedy. And man, like she had to go and take care of it. And all the teammates that were there was praying for her. And the next day, in the midst of that tragedy, the person came and I was like, what? And that devotion to the camp, to the staff, to the students, and to the Lord just left a divine impression on my heart. And um, it just was really a true blessing to, to see that. And I just think it molded, you know, molded and melted me with this person forever. So it was a blessing to see that, that type of devotion. Awesome. Thanks for sharing that break. If anybody wants to know that story, I'm happy to tell that story. You can ask me that story and I'm, I'd love to talk about it, but I'll save that for another time. 
Boy, that's that that's that takes an hour in itself. That's a yeah. great that's a whole other story. But thanks, Frank, for sharing that. Who else? Who else has um, you know, just a memory from camp that that's you know, yes, athletes and coaches, but really about our team and your teammates. I mean, this is I can't believe I'm gonna follow. I was late. Sorry, I'm late. I can't believe I'm gonna follow that with this story. But Sean McNamara driving through Wendy's and ordering 40 Frosties for all the staff and, and rolling into, to, you know, lacrosse training camp and just picturing the woman at, at Wendy's on the other end going, are you serious? Like, for real, are we doing this? Or am I being punked right now? But to roll back in with half-melted Frosties and with a team at too late at night with too little sleep and just having a blast is just forever indelibly on my on my heart, and uh, I'm not sure it was very divine, but, but it was pretty incredible nonetheless. Jeff, I have to ask a follow-up. How did you get 40 Frosties in a car without falling over and spilling in a car? Like, did you I, keep holding them? I wasn't in the car, but there were several people that went with Sean. Right. The story that he tells may have been embellished, I'm not sure, but legit, there were 40 Frosties. That part is, right. is true, but rolling back in, but it was pretty awesome. So good, so good. Who else? I, was, I had one of the Frosties, so it happened. 2008, I see you, DJ. What do you got over there? The reason that I'm here with you all today is because I was invited to help out with a camp in 2008, which turned out to be somewhere where Pastor Frank Reynoso was, um, and we met later down the line. But um, my And my wife's name is on this, as you can see. Uh, but it, it serves as a reminder to me that God's in it. He's always in it. Like, you know, I, I was coaching at the time, had no thoughts of, you know, maybe it just blew me away when I saw the young people, um, you know, at night worshiping God, their hands. And I, I just was blown away. And it was an all sport camp. So the magnitude of it was overwhelming, actually. Um, and I said, is this happening in the Northeast? You know, and uh or, or in New York, obviously, is what I said at the time. And, and people were like, no, it's happening to PA. And I was like, no, nah, is it happening in New York? Uh, so praise God, you know, that experience um, largely influenced uh, me being with you guys today. And, and wanting all my, my New Yorkers and, and the Northeast to experience um, Christ in that way. So good. I'm going to give it what, one more. Who's got one more? Nate. Uh, when I came on staff, camp was the thing that I least looked forward to. I was all about, well, it's about discipleship and long-term and these are just experiences. And what do we, I was, uh, I was kind of sour. I'll be honest with you. And the first camp I uh, was ever a part of, uh, you may have seen the video. We, we met, our, we, our meetings were in a garage that doubled as an arcade and we just moved things to the side and we used a I think we had a broomstick for a mic stand. It was, it was, it was pretty ghetto, but God met us there powerfully uh, where almost the entire camp ended up coming forward. Uh, I can tell you about, I can tell you about uh, spending a week with a, a board member driving out in a pickup truck, setting up cones and giving out waters. I can tell you about times with, uh, just with a lot of you uh, doing different things, serving and times with my brother before he was even on staff serving at camp. 
camp, I can tell you about using my first grade son at the time as a prop during a message to talk about the heart of the father toward the son. I mean, I can go on and on and on, but I'm telling you, camp is one of my favorite things. And uh, it, it's hard not to be a part of camp for me. I, I'm, I'm excited to, to be around camp, going up to main leadership camps, different times. I'm telling you, if you've not been a part of a camp, you should be. And if you don't plan on being a part of a camp, uh, before you say no, we need to have a conversation because I don't know that that's really an option for you. All right? it, it, camp will change your life and it'll help you change the lives of a lot of other people. So if, if you don't plan on being a, at a part of a camp, we need to have a conversation. And I mean that. So good. So good. Well, thanks Nate for sharing that. And, um, I, everybody knows that like camp's my jam. It's my favorite thing. It's, my, it's just, I think God, like Nate said, God works in so many ways more beyond coaches and athletes at camp. And I think that's, what's so amazing, um, in ways that we could never imagine. And, um, you know, we had our women's retreat for those who didn't know this week. And one of the themes that came out of that was unity, this idea of unity. And I think camp is an amazing way to build unity in our, in our communities, in the areas we serve, uh, on our teams that we serve with or lead. And, um, obviously with coaches and athletes as well. And so, uh, there's this, I'm going to just put this passage in the chat. I can find the chat. So it was over here and more. Um, but just I, this idea about unity and it says in unity, there's teamwork Ecclesiastes four, nine through 10 Solomon writes two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up, but pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. We need to be one team united together in spirit and purpose ready to help others, no lone rangers. We seek unity. When we seek unity, we won't fall into the sin of isolation. And that was just, it resonated with me this week and thinking about how, you know, it's so easy in the last two years and the, the isolation and all the things, but when we are together face to face, we can have unity and we are going to have a greater return for our labor. It's, it's going to multiply the labor and effort that we have. And so just thinking about that for camp this summer, I wanted to share that with you. Um, we talked about the camp theme. We talked about that. So now I'm just going to, a couple of points to hit on as we, we head here. Um, camp has been a part of FCA. It's been a huge part of FCA throughout history. It's kind of where FCA was launched from and began with, and it's changed a little bit over time. But camp has always been an amazing catalyst for our ministry. And we've always seen lives changed at camp. And so now as, as we think about camp in the context of E3, um, I want to challenge you to really pray into that and sit with it and think about, okay, so we're, we're going to run camps, you know, whether it's power camps for little kids, uh, ages like six to 12, whether it's a sport camp, sport specific clinic type camps that are evenings, um, leadership camps where we're empowering leaders to grow and make disciples. In all of those kinds of camps, team camps, coaches camps, whatever, I would love for you to think about E3 and think about the audience that's coming. So I would challenge you to start with this first is write down your audiences as you, as you plan camp. Who are the people coming? So athletes, huddle leaders, coaches, support staff, athletic trainers, things like that, volunteers, board members, staff. 
And in each of those categories, I would do it in a spreadsheet. You guys all know me, but wherever you do it, piece of paper, spreadsheet, under each of those categories, how, who can be engaged? Do I have people here who we need to use engage as a strategy? What can I do to engage athletes who don't know Christ at this camp? Um, is this, uh, do, I, do I need empowering? Like who, who is ready to be empowered and lead? So maybe it's huddle leaders and we're thinking through the content of E3, you know, this idea of E3 and how can I use empowering or equipping? So who just needs to be equipped with the word of God to live for Christ? They know Christ, but they need to go deeper in their walk. So I would challenge you to think about your audiences, think through E3 and just make, kind of make some notes. And then we're going to talk further about strategies and practical tips and tools of like, how can we equip, you know, coaches? How can we empower huddle leaders to lead? Um, and then as we break camp, each of those things um, move forward because camp and event ministry, they are designed to be a catalyst to create ongoing ministry. It's not a one and done. Um, it's about relationships as we move forward. So that's my big push to us, to our region this year is, you know, don't run camp as, as we've done it in the past and just execute a program, but really weave it into your ministry plan to your relationships that you have. So that way we can be a ministry that is making disciples who make disciples. Um, I want to just ask a question. Has anybody, um, what have you done or seen at a camp? where you felt like this, you know, camp modeled and used E3 in a very powerful way. Any part of E3, you know, focused on engaging, equipping, or empowering at camp. Um, who's got an example that they would love to just share with the group? I'd love to share a quick example. I Go think, ahead. well, kind of the only camp that I've been a part of as a full FCA camp was the Hampton Power Camp. And that was right before I was actually coming on staff. And um, at least just for me personally, you challenged me to be a speaker for one of the days. And uh, to be completely honest, I don't know that I was fully comfortable at that point, but the challenge was made. And um, so I had to step up to that and God had to lead me in that. And I think that's just one of those examples for e how E3 can be utilized is like challenging somebody to take it to the next step and um, be more of that empowerment part. Awesome. And Logan knocked it out of the park that day, just saying. It was so good, Logan. Um, I'm thankful for that. So yes, yeah, staff, empowering staff, like who, who are the staff you're serving with that you can kind of challenge? Who else has an example? I'll take a quick moment to shout out uh, both Manny and uh, PFR and the whole New York city staff but many in pfr um really really do understand how to equip and empower individuals in an amazing way and it, it i don't have a specific i have a lot of specifics to be honest with you um and all the stuff that we've done in the last couple of years but just the the understanding of discipleship and how that is the main focus so it's, it's refreshing to hear you say it margo um and the truth, but I know that these dudes have been focused in that way um, as long as I've been able to minister with them. That's so good. Anyone else before we jump to the next, to more logistics of camps? I love seeing coaches and college athletes team up to lead huddles. 
and the way that they've worked it out where one leads the other assists and it's, it's the Jesus model and we call it mall within E3, but to be able to model it, assist, watch, and then, and let, and then empower someone else to lead is I've seen it over and over and over at camps and the huddle ministry, the huddle time is a great time for that. Yeah. Yeah. What better way, you know, creating, um, creating those opportunities to, you know, discipleship happens in relationship when we're walking shoulder with shoulder and just sharing life. Like we know that and camp is like this little microcosm where we get to do that. And so um, I was telling someone uh, this week, you know, my, I think the greatest camps have so many layers. Like we build layers of discipleship where we have coaches, you know, ministering to college athlete, huddle leaders and college athletes ministering to high school athletes and high school athletes that minister to power camp kids, you know, and thinking through building layers so you can empower others to share down kind of down the line. I do think that's our greatest, our greatest gift in what we do with FCA. Um, all right. So I do want to share just a couple logistics with you. For those of you, um, I, I know some of you are registered for camp school next week. I believe it starts next week and I'm excited about that and what God's going to do through that. So beginning camp checklist, you can find this on TeamNet, TeamNet ministry camp, camp ministry. It's under there. Everything you need is on that page, but this is a beginning of camp checklist for just a reminder for those who uh, it's been a little while maybe, or haven't thought about it. So remember, you need to have a camp budget. Um, you need to think through that. You, you need to have a camp org specifically um, for, for camps. And so you can see if you don't have a camp org for a certain camp, you can go in and create one. They have to end in 2.0 or 2A. So you can uh, go on there. If you have questions about any of this, I'm happy to help. Um, then we go in and after we create that budget, have with our camp org, we certify that camp in Camp Manager. And again, the links are in TeamNet. Um, for that list, you gotta, you have to know at that point what, um, who your audience is, your location. Those you kind of have to have all your ducks in a row of your camp plan before you do that. Um, and I'll send these documents out as well um, of what you need exactly. Um, so then we go in, we create that camp. We uh, look to get it certified. And then you will get an email back saying um, you'll have your insurance uh, certificate of insurance request form. This is different. They used to just email them to you. But in the last two years, if you haven't done a camp, um, it will say it in the camp plan planning process is you'll have an email and you just have to fill out a quick form and email it over and they get it back to you within like 24 hours. Um, but you just follow the directions there. And then, of course, 30 days before you camp order camp gear. There's a lot more you have to do before that. That's not on this list. Um, and then just making sure we collect the required forms. And so um, these are just, I just wanted to remind you of the beginning steps of that process. So much more to it than that. Um, but I just wanted to, again, just a quick reminder as we kick off. And then there's one more thing I'd like to share with you that's new in terms of the Bible ministry. And we've made a lot of changes, as a lot of you know, with the Bibles. Let me just pull this up here. Um, so this is like early look for you all. Okay. Early look of what's happening. There are no longer camp theme Bibles, So there will not be an every athlete Bible um, at camp, but there are the, the generic non-themed athletes Bibles. I would recommend using that resource. I think it's a great resource for camps. Um, we are going to be required to use a Bible, provide a Bible at camp. 
as we move forward, we're going to have some more discussion about that, about if we don't have theme Bibles and kids have them, what will that look like in the future year after year? But we're in conversations as um, the ministry advancement coordinators about that or directors of ministry advancement. So, but there will be, so just so you know, for your camp content, there are going to be uh, what we call handbooks available. And you can see them over here. Um, there's athlete handbooks, power camp and team camp handbooks. And these are going to be $4 if you want them printed, um, which is just, those are the daily themes, the camp curriculum that you would use. You can get them in the version of a printed, pre-printed handbook. They can mail them to you. The other option is there's a PDF that you can download and print yourself for free. Okay. And then finally, this is like my favorite thing for, especially for older kids who have phones, these daily meetings are actually on the Uversion app. And so um, this might be a good resource, depending on your audience of using, using them on their, on their phones, because for some kids, that's where they are. That's where they live. So uh, just know that those are available and the training time devos are also on the Uversion app, those 31 days. So I just, I know that's a little bit new. I wanted to share that. I'm happy to talk through that some more about how you resource your camp, the details that you'll need. Um, but just that's a big part of, of some changes that are coming and uh, just a great way to, to supplement because we didn't have those uh, after we made the transition to the non-theme Bible. So we are close on time. I wanted to just ask about if people had questions about camp um, and just open it up. I know if some people have to go, they can jump off, but any questions as you're beginning your camp process or things you'd love feedback from the team? Because this is the greatest group of resources or your teammates around you. Margo, uh, are, are there going to be the New Testament sports athletes just to have the, some smaller Bibles for the little kids available? Yeah, so they, yep, so that that sports uh, New Testament should be available. The, the small, thin, you know, they're like 375, I think. Um, that is an option, I believe. Yep, a great question. For partnership camps, is the kind of the framework that FCA has as far as budgeting goes and registration goes, is that required for any partnership camp or would that be kind of dependent on how much of it we're taking on? Yeah. So we can talk more about that. It's a little bit more in depth, Logan. Um, usually okay. it's all about the partnership. You have a partnership agreement. And so you'd walk through your partner with every process, every step in that. So who's going to be responsible for the finances? If we make money, if we lose money, who's going to, you know, hopefully we make money, but who, who's going to um, uh, be providing the resources? Who's going to run registration? It is always better if we can capture that information and offer that service because we want to have that. And we do have these systems in place. I always offer that to our partners because I think it's a way to serve them, but you can, we can talk through it more, but look at the partnership camp documents under TNET and that will help that start that process. It's a really good question. Other questions? Not a question, just a comment. Uh, if if you're trying to come up with, with camp scholarships or to help uh, athletes get to camp, strong preference not to take from your operations budget. Uh, the last thing we wanna do is have somebody go into red zone or lose a staff um, member because of a, a camp deficit. So please think through your budgeting, think through where, if you are gonna offer scholarships, where that comes from and have conversations with your supervisor for alternatives to dipping into your operations. If you, if you haven't budgeted for this, 
uh, for your camp uh, or, or you have unexpected items come up, have conversations before you just take it out of your operations. That's so good. And um, I would love to talk about the budget process. I feel like uh, over the years, I've done different kinds of camps and run into a lot of different problems with budgeting. And so I'd love to for you not to go through those same things. So if you have questions or just want to like have someone share your budget, look over your budget with you, I would love to do that. And just things to think about that you might miss. That's always the hard part is like, what are you forgetting? Right. So I'd love to, or just ask a teammate or a supervisor. I'm sure that someone would love to help with that. Any other questions? All right. Well, if you have any questions, anything comes up, please reach out, give me a phone call. Um, I will talk camps all day, every day. Give me, if you give me the chance, I'd love to get on the phone or Zoom with you. Um, but I would love to just pray for our camp season before we, before we go. So if you'd join me in prayer, that'd be awesome, right? Oh, Heavenly Father, God, thank you so much uh, just for a fresh start for a new year as we are thinking forward to 2022 and um, all the things in front of us that we we don't know what's to come, but you do. And you've gone before us and you know uh, what this year holds, uh, both in our lives personally, but for our ministry. And God, we are so excited about the ways that you work at camp, the lives that get impacted and transformed by the gospel message those who we get to see grow deeper in their relationship with you and just pour out and serve you. And so I pray over each of these staff that are on this call and those that are not, I pray just that you would give them divine wisdom and inspiration for what you're calling them to do, how they can lead out in providing space for you to work in their areas through the ministry, uh, through camp ministry specifically. And so um, I just pray that you would go before us, that you would, we pray for a safe year of camps. We pray for protection over our camps, but most of all, we pray for the greatest life change that revival would happen in our region through FCA camp. And we would raise up more leaders, more staff, more um, empowered volunteers who are go out and make disciples. And again, so we, we just ask that you'd go before us and all the details and the processes and the systems that have to take place. Um, I pray it would be smooth for our staff and most of all that you would encourage them and give them courage and strength to walk out in obedience to the things that you've called them to. So God, we love you and we thank you and we praise you for what you're going to do. And we're believing for big things this year uh, for every coach and every athlete to come to know you and walk deeper in relationship with you. We pray all this in Jesus name. Amen. Thanks everybody. Have a great rest of your day and I'll stick on if anyone has any questions. Good job, Margo.